Welcome to episode three of Casey's Lenten devotional podcast, Into the Wilderness. If you are joining us for the first time or simply need a refresher on what this podcast is all about, I'd encourage you to check out the first episode of this series titled Into the Wilderness Lenten Podcast Intro, and then join us back here after you're done. Let's begin. Please pray along with me. God of call, God of transformation, God of the Lenten journey. Help us to discern your still, small voice. Open us to change and growth as we seek to walk with Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Matthew 4, 1-4 Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting forty days and forty nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Today we look at Jesus' first temptation in the wilderness. As we discovered last week, Jesus, filled with the Holy Spirit, is led by the Holy Spirit where he fasts for 40 days in the desert. These 40 days of fasting are Jesus' way of humbling himself, offering himself, body and soul, to his heavenly Father. Now remember, Satan knows if he can tempt Jesus into sin and disobedience, Jesus will no longer qualify as the sinless Savior, and the Father's plans to defeat sin and death through him will not be fulfilled. So, in desperation, the enemy comes to him with the first of three tactics and says, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. On the surface, Satan seems to just be suggesting a simple snack to a guy who hasn't eaten in 40 days. But this is about so much more than bread. Upon closer study, we see how the temptation of bread is just Satan's clever plan to cast doubt around the provision and sufficiency of God. See, Jesus has gone into the wilderness to offer himself to God, to be sustained by God alone. And it's as if Satan is saying, are you sure he's enough? He's hoping that should Jesus take him up on his subtle suggestion for a snack, it will uncover something in Jesus' own heart, a mistrust in the sufficiency of the Father, that the Son who came to do those Father's will will need to take matters into his own hands. But Jesus will not be dissuaded. Jesus responds by saying, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Jesus is quoting Deuteronomy 8. In Deuteronomy 8, the people of Israel have been freed from slavery in Egypt and they are now wandering in the desert waiting to be led into the land God has promised them, the place where they will serve as a blessing to the whole world. And as they wander, they begin complaining about the state of their existence in the wilderness. And one of the things they're complaining about is the lack of food. So God provides them what scripture refers to as manna or bread from heaven. Now the provision of manna was about so much more than just bread. It signified to the, to the Israelites that yes, God would satisfy their physical needs right then and there, but it also signified to them that 
how their whole lives were meant to be sustained by God. It signified to them that they could trust him, his plans, and his promises. But as time went on, the manna and God's stipulations around it just uncovered an issue in their own hearts because it wasn't long before the people began grumbling about the manna God had provided them, doubting God and his provision for their lives and desiring to take matters into their own hands. By quoting Deuteronomy 8, Jesus is making a huge statement because what he's doing is linking their 40 years in the desert with his 40 days in the desert. He could do what Israel could not, resisting the temptation into sin and disobedience, trusting in the provision of the Father and being sustained by the love and promises of God. To Jesus, true life was hearing from God and living it out. Many times throughout the scriptures, he says things like, I say only what the Father gives me to say. I do only only what the Father gives me to do. We see how this carries him all the way to the cross where he establishes himself as the true Israel, mediating the blessing of God to the rest of the world through his death. See, this Lenten journey is our own little wilderness. Yes, we trace Jesus' steps in the wilderness, but what we learn is that we don't walk it like him. We walk it far more like the Israelites, in so many ways doubtful of the promises and provisions of God, seeking to take matters into our own hands, seeking our own self-provision. We are designed to be fulfilled and sustained by God in every area of our lives, yet each of us is so tempted by the taunting whisper of the enemy. Oh, are you sure he's enough? Why don't you take matters into your own hands and turn stones into bread? Rocks are great for many things, retaining walls, riverbeds, paperweights, but they are not meant for eating. In that same way, the things of this world, relationships, things, jobs, food, are wonderful gifts, but they are never meant to sustain us and fulfill us. As you and I were designed to be satisfied and fulfilled by God alone, and he has been and always will be enough. Psalm 63, verses 1 to 5. You, God, are my God. Earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you in a dry and parched land where there is no water. I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and glory. Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live, and in your name I will lift up my hands. I will be fully satisfied, as with the richest of foods. With singing lips, my mouth will praise you. I will now lead you through a period of contemplation, pausing often for your own personal time with the Lord. During this time, pay attention to any words, thoughts, or images the Holy Spirit reveals to you in this time. Lord, in what ways have I doubted you and your provision for my life, desiring to take matters into my own hands? Lord, in what ways have I been trying to turn rocks into bread, hoping to satisfy the hunger in my soul?
Psalm 63, verses 1 to 5. You, God, are my God. Earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you in a dry and parched land where there is no water. I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and glory. Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live, and in your name I will lift up my hands. I will be fully satisfied as with the richest of foods. With singing lips, my mouth will praise you. In Psalm 63, David says that God satisfies us with the richest of foods. Spend time in prayer now, confessing the ways you have doubted the sufficiency of both God's presence and his word in your life, believing that he alone isn't enough. Thank you, Jesus, that it says in your word that if we confess our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. We acknowledge that even the sorrow of our sins is a gracious gift from you. So God of love and power, thank you for your forgiveness. Free us from our sins, heal and strengthen us by your spirit, and raise us to new life in Christ our Lord. Lord, we thank you for the gift of this time together. We give it to you as a Lenten offering, a gift of ourselves. We thank you for being with us, for speaking to our hearts, strengthening our faith, and reminding us that we are not alone in this journey. You led us here in grace. We ask that the transformation begun in us will continue.